Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of Minds Over Money. I'm your host, Cameron Brady, and on this week's episode, I'm covering three headlines from last week that directly impact the economy, as well as having potential implications on your own investment portfolios. And those headlines are Captain Kirk Goes to Space, Toyota and Stellantis to Build Battery Factories in the U.S., and the Social Security Administration Increases Benefits. And this week's financial planning topic is how to fund your perfect retirement. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy. This week's first headline is Captain Kirk Goes to Space. Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin flew the actor William Shatner and three others to the edge of space Wednesday morning, the latest flight aimed at establishing the fledgling space tourism market. Blue Origin conducted the flight as aviation regulators assess recent allegations made in a September letter signed by a former employee that the company hasn't always given priority to safety. The company has said it stands by its safety record. Blue Origin launched the passengers at 10.49 a.m. Eastern from the company's facility in West Texas. It brought them back around 10 minutes later in a passenger capsule that deployed parachutes for the landing. At its peak, the capsule transporting the passengers reached an altitude of 66.5 miles. Mr. Shatner, 90 years old, is now the oldest person to reach space. After he exited the capsule Wednesday morning, he said he was struck by the contrast of the blue atmosphere and the black expanse of space. Blue Origin's launch of Mr. Shatner, who played Captain Kirk on the original Star Trek series, and three others made Wednesday's flight a high-profile event in news coverage and on social media platforms. The company live-streamed the flight with its own host discussing the effort, similar to how other space companies, including SpaceX, have promoted their own launches to wider audiences. Mr. Shatner, along with Audrey Powers, Blue Origin's vice president of mission and flight operations, didn't pay for Wednesday's flight, with the company previously describing them as guests for the trip. Two others, Glenn DeVries, co-founder of the clinical research company Metadata Solutions, and Chris Boschezen, co-founder of the Earth data company Planet Labs Inc., paid for their tickets, according to Blue Origin, although the company hasn't disclosed prices. Wednesday's flight was the second time Blue Origin has transported people to space and the company's 19th consecutive completion of a successful landing for its crew capsule. That vehicle is stacked atop one of the new Shepard rockets for space tourism flights. The uptick in human spaceflight handled by commercial enterprises is part of the entrepreneurs' and investors' broader interest in space as a venue for economic activity. Startups have developed businesses to provide fuel for satellites and to capture and sell data about Earth as well as helping to launch rockets. Larger aerospace companies have also made investments in vehicles and services. After its capsule landed Wednesday, Blue Origin said it planned one more flight with people on board this year and is working on several trips for 2022. In July, Mr. Bezos said the company was nearing $100 million in sales for space tourism launches. This week's second headline is Toyota and Stellantis to build battery factories in the U.S., Toyota and Jeep parent Stellantis said separately Monday they would build battery factories in the U.S., the latest in a string of big-ticket investments by automakers looking to sell more electric cars. Stricter fuel efficiency targets set by the Biden administration, combined with broader efforts around the globe, are pushing car companies to spend tens of billions of dollars collectively on new factories for EVs and batteries to power them. Toyota said it planned to spend $3.4 billion through 2030 to build electric car batteries in the U.S. Previously, it said it would spend roughly $9 billion 
building battery factories around the world as part of a 13.5 billion battery plan that includes research, but as mentioned on episode 23, it hadn't specified how much would be spent in the US. Toyota didn't present a full breakdown of US spending, but it said it and an affiliated company would spend 1.29 billion on a new battery plant. The plant aims to start production in 2025. Separately, Stellantis said it was teaming up with LG Energy Solution, the battery manufacturing arm of South Korea's LG conglomerate, to build a new factory for lithium-ion batteries in the US. The companies didn't disclose the size of investment, but said the plant would be able each year to produce batteries with a combined output of 40 gigawatt hours, enough to supply hundreds of thousands of electric vehicles. The announcement highlights two main paths being taken by car makers on batteries. Some, like Toyota, plan to build many of their batteries in-house. Ford has also said it eventually would build its own batteries. Others, such as Stellantis and General Motors, are teaming up with electronics manufacturers for their batteries. Toyota has been an EV skeptic compared with others in the industry, so its plans are an acknowledgement that pressure is building to develop and sell battery-powered cars. Earlier this year, Toyota said it planned to have 15 different battery-powered models to sell by 2025. It doesn't sell any mass-market EVs in the US yet, but plans to have the first model ready for next year. By 2030, Toyota hopes to be selling around 2 million electric vehicles a year globally, a figure that includes those powered both by batteries and by hydrogen fuel cells. Toyota's competitors have bigger ambitions. GM plans to spend $35 billion on electric vehicles and battery plants through 2025. Stellantis, whose brands include Jeep, Ram, and Chrysler, said it would spend $35.5 billion over the same period. By contrast, Toyota's new U.S. battery plant will initially concentrate on producing batteries for hybrid models. This week's third headline is Social Security Benefits to Increase. Seniors and other Americans receiving Social Security benefits in 2022 will see the largest increase in their payments in four decades, reflecting surging inflation during the pandemic. Next year's cost of living adjustment, or COLA, will be 5.9%, the Social Security Administration said last Wednesday. The increase will translate to an addition of $92 to retirees' average monthly benefit next year, bringing the amount to $1,657. The nearly 6% cost of living adjustment is the largest since 1982, according to Social Security Administration data. The adjustment is calculated based on the Labor Department's measure of inflation faced by blue-collar workers. The Labor Department said its broader measure of inflation, the Consumer Price Index, rose 5.4% in September from a year earlier, the largest annual gain since 2008. The Social Security Administration also said the maximum amount of earnings subject to the Social Security tax will increase to $147,000 in 2022 from $142,800 this year, a 2.9% increase. That smaller increase is based on the agency's own calculation of the change in annual wages. Other data shows recent wage increases are not keeping up with inflation. Average hourly earnings for private sector workers rose 4.6% in September from a year earlier, the extent to which the larger-than-usual Social Security adjustment makes retirees and other recipients feel more well-off will largely depend on whether inflation eases next year compared with 2021. 
Consumer prices have risen at the fastest rate in more than a decade this year because trillions of dollars in economic stimulus have supported consumer demand at a time when supplies for everything from toilet paper to new cars have been constrained because of pandemic disruptions. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell and other Fed officials have said they expect elevated inflation to be temporary and to ease as frictions associated with the economy's reopening fade. Mr. Powell told lawmakers recently that it was difficult to pinpoint when that cooling in inflation might happen. Roughly half of Americans aged 65 and older relied on Social Security for at least 50% or more of their income in 2019. About a quarter of seniors 65 and older relied on the benefits for 90% or more of their income. Medicare's trustees in August projected the standard 2022 monthly premium for Medicare Part B, which covers doctor visits and other types of outpatient care, would increase by $10 to $158.50. That would consume around 11% of the increase in retirees' average monthly Social Security benefits. As mentioned in Episode 12, the Social Security Board of Trustees, in an August report, said the trust fund that pays benefits is projected to become depleted by 2034, a year earlier than estimated in 2020. At that time, Social Security income would be sufficient to pay about 78% of scheduled benefits. While the increase in benefits is welcomed by current recipients, especially with the increased cost in daily living that we have seen this year and expect to continue into 2022, it also highlights the dire situation the Social Security Trust is in. This week's financial planning topic is how to fund your perfect retirement. For many people thinking about retirement, their biggest fear is running out of money while they're still alive. We've been working with folks to overcome this fear for over 40 years, and here's what we've learned in as simple terms as I can give you. First, the most important thing you can do is learn to save. If you can't save money, then you won't have anything to invest for the future. Saving is the most important component of being able to afford your lifestyle for the rest of your life. If you don't save enough, no amount of investing savvy is going to make up for your lack of saving. Second, time is on your side. The second most important variable is the compounding of money over time. The money that money makes, makes more money. A 30-year-old investing $523 at the beginning of every month in a pre-tax account earning 8% annually would accumulate $1 million by age 60, assuming the monthly investment is increased by 3% each year. Third, you are going to live longer than you think. Go to livingto100.com and use the life expectancy calculator to determine how long you will need money to fund your lifestyle. Remember that inflation running at 4% per year will double the cost of your lifestyle every 18 years. Over the next 36 years of your retirement from age 60 to 96, everything could cost four times as much. How do you turn that $1 million that you accumulated into an ever-increasing lifetime income stream that you cannot outlive? A well-diversified portfolio composed of the world's greatest companies could help to provide an ever-increasing stream of income due to dividends and price appreciation. Having the appropriate mix of stocks and bonds will allow you to stay invested for the long haul and provide you with the income your lifestyle demands. If you and your life savings are being ignored or feeling taken advantage of, come join our family. We are a family-owned financial planning and investment advisory firm who promise to treat you just like family. No products, no hard sell, no gimmicks, just honest advice based on our four decades of experience. If you have any questions on this week's episode or are interested in getting an unbiased opinion on your finances, 
please give us a call at 440-235-2100 or email me at Cameron at MichaelBradyCo.com. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Mm-hmm.